Hello, welcome to our online service. We are going to start our Bible study now. And I would like to pray for you before we start. Let's pray. Let's have a, a word of prayer. Father, we thank you very much for this time that we are together in this online service, Lord. It's a blesser, blessing and honor, Lord, to be together, Lord, studying your word, Lord. And I ask for your Holy Spirit to teach us, Lord. Help us to understand your word in a powerful way, Lord. And above all, Lord, help us to change our way of living, Lord, because we want to please you. We want to live a life that please you, Lord, in this earth, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you very much for your presence with us. Amen. Amen. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And I would like to share today, it's not going to be a preaching, it's more a Bible study based on the book of Leviticus. I have been studying this book for this past few weeks, and I really want to share with you a powerful word from the Lord. And prepare your heart, and let's go together to dive in this book, because this is a wonderful book, and it has a lot of teachings for you and for me. And uh, I want to work more about this disease that we find in the chapters 13 and 14 of Leviticus. It's, we, when you read our Bible, we see the, the word leprosy. It's a skin disease. But in the Bible, it's more than that. It's a word for... And the word for leprosy in Hebrew, it, it's tsra, tsra. tsra. We are going to repeat many times, but just for you to speak with me, tsra. Tsra, it's, uh, it, it tells when someone have a skin disease, and it's about taking what is unseen inside of a person and make it visible. A leper is a person in the process of having what is inside brought to the surface, onto, your, onto their skin. But as well, you see this external conditions is really a sign of an internal moral condition. The biblical treatment for Tzra was a complete isolation. The person have to, have to live outside the camp, outside of the, the town that they live. They have to clot, they have to cover themselves until their face, and, and if someone try to come close to, to them, they have to cry out, unclean, unclean, and nobody was allowed to get close to them. When we study the Bible and the NIV Bible study, there is some notes about these infections. And, uh, and one thing that it's important for us to know, in that time, they didn't know about infections like uh, we are talking a, a lot of these past days, coronavirus, infections, quarantine. The, the kind of quarantine they have to do in that time was more about um, to separate because Because of that disease, they were unclean. They were not clean to be able to even to worship the Lord. This is not, uh, in that time, they didn't know about the, that disease ca ca called Hanseniasis. And they, they didn't know about, but was more about uh, a way to separate them from the others one. And we're going to learn more about as I skip the, the study. 
first of all, it's important for us to understand the separation between this disease with the, the normal disease that we see today is like the Hansen's disease. First of all, the symptoms described here with much emphasis on the small white patches, like they have small white patches in their, in their skin and simple do not correspond to any symptom of the Hansen's disease. Secondly, in the Torah, the priest inspects the affected skin after a week. But this disease, Hansen's disease, progress much too slow to see a difference in a week. Thirdly, in the Bible, there is a very strange prescription for a total outbreak of tzra. Like if the person has the disease in their whole body, Leviticus 13, 13 says, the priest is to examine him and if the disease has covered his whole body, he, he shall pronounce that person clean. Since it was, it has all turned white, he is clean. Then you see that it's pretty amazing, this paradox. It's if a person is totally covered with the disease, she was considered clean. Like if you see a person covered with Hansen disease, you're going to say this person has a lot of disease. It must be separate. But in the Bible, we see that this person was not considered unclean, but clean. Now this certainly makes little Michael, uh, medical sense uh, doesn't make sense, right? Yet, it's actually a hint about the spiritual nature of the problem. Are you curious to learn more about that? I, I was a lot, and that's why I'm brought, I, I bringing this to you today. The ancient rabbis argue that the tra refers not to a bodily disease, but to a physical manifestation of a spiritual illness, a punishment desi designed to show a malactor that he must fix his ways. In other words, Tzra is not so much a disease, but a form of a supernatural spiritual discipline. It was like the, the, the people that that person was receiving from God a spiritual discipline because the person was sinning against God. The biblical treatment of Tzra was complete isolation. The person has to live outside, as I said, of the camp and I will always cry, unclean, unclean. Just, that's just about the most extreme form of social exclusion I couldn't imagine. We are living in this time of isolation. We know people have to be isolated when they are sick. But imagine that time. It was very hard for people to be totally isolated. We see in the Bible that all the ex explanations about leprosy in the, in the book of Leviticus. And we also have passages in the Bible about people that have tzrat. I would like to share with you some one passage in the book of Numbers chapter 12 and you can read the whole story at verse 1 to 16 but I'm gonna read just verse 3 and verse 12 then we're gonna see about you know when uh, Miriam Moses and Aaron they were together and one day Miriam Moses sister 
She spoke against Moses being God's spokesman. She was struck and then she was struck with leper, with Tzra. The Bible says in number 12, 3. Now the, the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of earth. But Miriam was the opposite in this instance. She was bitter. She was prideful. She was, and then she was struck with that disease. Aaron immediately, her brother, cries out, Please do not let her be one like a dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. We see this passage in Numbers 12, 12. And uh, I'm going to read again. Do not, do not let her be like a stillborn, like an abortion infant coming out of his mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. They were shocked when she received that disease. It was something that came upon her instantly. And they have to wait for seven days until she was totally healed. And this happened because she, she was acting against her brother. She, she wasn't happy to see her brother being an, uh, uh, a leader, authority, receiving uh, visions from God. God speaking is uh, directed to him and she was very like selfish she was very bitter and she wants to have the same uh, intimacy with God but God said it's not for you this way you have a different ministry you have to be happy with what we have from this all others instance the sages derive this position from that internal bitterness expressed often by bitter words against the brothers in the source of Tzra. It is interesting position when one examines the instructions for being removed from the community and to return to the community. It thus seems to indicate that Tzra or leper provides a time for what is inside to get out. I do believe, sorry, I do believe that when people, they got that disease, they have to be separate, to have a time to reflect about what they are doing. Because as we see here, most of the time, the disease come upon them because they, they are having some feelings about others that what wasn't right. And God allowed the disease to come upon their flesh to show them that it's not right. You have to change your way of thinking, your, your way of acting with your brothers and sisters. And we see this also in the New Testament and the apostol apostolic scriptures. It will reveal the same seriousness regarding bitterness and evil speaking as against one another. Appa apparently, we all need a little cautions when we are sharing a prayer request. You know, when people say, I'm going to tell this just for you to pray for him, but it's just, I'm telling you this new, but it's just for you to pray for your brother, okay? Be careful because sometimes we, we can be gossiping about each other and we are just using the, this, this phrase, 
I'm just praying for you. I'm just telling you for you to pray about this person. We need to be, be very careful why we are sharing something that someone asks you to not share. Why you are passing information uh, to others. I just want to illustrate it and put it in a very practical way. I want to share a way of thinking in the Jewish culture. I think if you used to listen to my preachings, you can see that I love preaching about the Jewish culture because we are, we belong to them. We receive the whole Bible from the Jews and we need to learn more about their culture because it, it, it has a lot of teachings for us to grow in our faith. That's why I want to share with you this way of thinking. They say there, there is two opposite power that drives the human soul. They, they call Shav and Ratso. You're going to see one picture now. It's like a, there is like this pendle. And, uh, and there is one side is the Shav, that means return. And the other side is Ratso, that means runs. I just want to, to, to explain to you what means when we are living in this side of the shove. Because our lives can be divided for two sides. We can live in the shove side and we can live in the ratso side. We need to live in both sides. You, you need to understand. But I want to explain what means each one of them. Shove it's the soul sober to return and fulfill its mission in the body, to resolve to live within in the context of material reality based on the awareness that this is God's ultimate intent. It is desire to serve your community with your gifts. If you are living in the shove, it means that it's you love your neighbors, you, you want to restore this world. You want to grow roots in this, the place that you are living. You want to produce. You want to develop. You want to grow. In order to do it, to accomplish your dreams, we need to, to have roots. Also, we need to remember where we come from, our past. When we know where we come from, we will value what we are and what we can accomplish. I will give value to what I have when I remember where I, I come from. We were created to bear fruits. The people of Israel, for example, they celebrate every year this, the Passover. And why they celebrate the Passover every year? They celebrate to remember that they were slaves, that the God sent, set them free, then they understand that they have a calling to bless others. It's so wonderful this way of thinking. Because if you understand that you came from, for example, a very poor family. And now you have what you have. You, you're going to give value to what you have. Because you know where you come from. The people of Israel, they know they were slaves in Egypt. They have nothing but today they, they are living in their own land. And the people that are living there today, they have this 
full understand that they have a call. They have what they have is to bless others. They don't want to keep this for themselves. They have they want to bless others. And we can see this that is so true in their culture. Because when you look to the people who won the Nobel Prize, we see a lot of Jewish people won, winning this Nobel Prize. We see these people, they have this passion to serve, to produce, to do things. This what means shove. If you have this passion, if you have this understand that where you come from and you want to keep doing things, you want to pass on all the, your inheritance, you're going to work hard and you're going to use this uh, area of your life. And then Shove means return. Shove means always coming back to what you have. Remember where you come from. And Shove talks about being obedient. The other side, it's Ratso. It's a state of longing to cling to God. The passionate desire of the soul to transcend its material existence to run forward and return to its source it's your dreams your love your passion your desire to improve to grow to study to prosper and to have go actives it's when you have faith and trust in God to keep going it is to preach like if you if you have faith you're gonna preach the gospel you're gonna tell others the good news you're gonna Tell the, that the kingdom is coming. God created us to have dreams and to accomplish them. We were created to not just to survive in this earth, but to live a life with plans and projects. Amen? To those who want to, uh, to want a healthy soul, a balanced life, they need to swing between one side and the other go back and forth swing on the pendulum it's very important you you have your roots you have your things that comes from like you you your inheritance but also you have the dreams to accomplish things and then you you always back you you dream to to like to have a better job to have more study but you always come back supplying your family taking care of them you you love your neighbor but also you want to to go far away and accomplish more things in your life that's why i the picture too shows show us they they always need to swing and keep this balance in our lives but some people they don't understand this they say the ends justify the means this is a very famous phrase, but I, I want to say one thing. This is not true. This is a lie. The end does not justify the means. We are not the, the, this kind of person that always try to do things just for our own purpose. We have to think about others. We have to care about others. I can't be proud, superior to others. The person that is guided by his desires only is someone who have stopped at Razzo. 
His pendulum is not working anymore. It's like you stop in one position and you're not balancing anymore and not you're not coming back to your roots, but you're just going after your dreams. And we need to be, be careful about that. They become a person drive by, by our own passions that only values ourselves. That's what the Bible calls leper. When you're just being driving by, to your, by your own dreams, but you don't care about people around you, you can become a, a, a person with leprosy. You can become a leprosy person. You can become sick. You can become with threat. It's a person that lost his mind, that does not have love for others, is not bearing any fruits. In the book of Leviticus, the person that has threat, their skins become white and the hair also becomes white. It means that the person have no sensitivity anymore and they don't care about anything more. The scholars say, say that there are seven, seven calls of the trat, the leper. It's gossipy, murder, perjury or giving false evidence lying under a oath, Forbidden sexual relationship, arrogance, thief, and envy. As we can see, all these attitudes show a very unbalanced person. The ancient rabbis argued that, that the inward cause of tra was sin, part particularly antisocial sins. Just, such as lying for selfish ends, sexual immorality, false oaths, pride, and especially slander. Or when you defend other peoples, you talk bad, uh, you talk bad about other peoples. And we see that Jesus agreed with the others, with the, these rabbis, because we see Jesus teaching the people in that, in that time. He said in Matthew 15, 18 to 20. Let's read there. Matthew 15, 18 to 20. The things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, as this make a man unclean. We see it relates to the Old Testament. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, thief, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. All these attitudes, all these ways of behave make a person unclean. Gossiping about others is a way to not loving our neighbor, only caring for ourselves. When we lose our memory, when we are not loving our neighbors and we, and we stop to bear fruits, we are sick. We have tra. It's picture three. We are stopped in that only position. As we open the way for those things in our lives, we are going far away from God and open a space to the enemy in our lives. 
We need to understand that in the Bible, sin means that we are separate from God. We are unclean, impure. We cannot, we cannot come close to Him anymore. And in order to be purified in the Bible and the biblical times, the person needs to go to the temple and make sacrifice. Back then, a person was clean through the blood of one animal and it and the animal could be an ox a sheep or a goat or even a bird and also they need water to clean themselves i want you to understand sometimes we 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 read things in the new testament and we don't get the full meaning because we don't know what is behind because when Jesus was preaching in that time, he always explained, he, wa he was talking to those who understand very well the Old Testament, especially the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus was one book that every one of them know the book by heart. And I know some people nowadays when they say, oh, this book is so boring. I don't understand it because it's all about sacrifice, clean and clean. But we need to understand this is very important. And when you, we read the New Testament, we can understand better if you understand what's happening in the past. That's why it's so important for us to understand. And then they have to, to sacrifice one animal to be clean. Because an unclean person cannot go to the temple and make a sacrifice. And just to explain for you to understand. A person that was uh, unclean cannot worship the Lord. And for them... The only way, the only place in that time they can worship God was in Jerusalem in the temple. There was, a no, there was no other place they can go and worship the Lord. The only place was in Jerusalem was in the temple. And they want everybody, they want to go there. They want to make a sacrifice. They want to be close to God. But if there was sin in their lives, they cannot go. If they were unclean, they cannot go. If they have tzra, if they have leper, they cannot go. They were separate for everything from the Lord and from their families. They have to be outside. It was a very, very hard life for those who are living that that uh, in that situations that situation and i want to share with you one passage i think you can understand better as i am explain you can see clear in this passion passage what's happened let's read matthew 5 21 to 24 you have heard that it was said to the people long ago you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, it's an unbearable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and then remember that your brother and sister has something against you, 
leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. We see here Jesus telling us that if you want to offer something to God, but the relationship between you and your brother is not okay, don't keep doing what you're planning to do. Don't offer this offering to God because God is, God is not going to accept. You need to reconcile with your brother. And this is always referring what I'm telling you before. When we are have envy, envy feelings about our brothers and sisters, when we are see, uh, sinning against them, we are not close to God anymore. And maybe we, we are having this disease in our bodies. And our prayers, our offerings, our relationship God cannot work because we are not, we are not having any kind of good relationship with the person beside us, with our brothers and sisters. And God, he was very clear about this, what I mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 11 to 18. Let's have a look there. Leviticus 19, 11 to 18. It says here, look how important God, God considered the relationship with, with each other. It says here, do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive one another. Do not swear falsely to my, by my name and, and so profound the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not defraud or rob your neighbor. Do not hold back the wages of a hired worker overnight. Do not curse the the deaf or put stumbling block in front of the blind but fear your God I am the Lord take care of those who have have some disabilities 15 do not pervert justice do not show part partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great but judge your neighbor fairly do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in their guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Just coming back to the verse 17. Sometimes we, we think, oh, my brother said something to me. I'm not happy. And instead of you go back and talk to this person and fix the situation, what normally people do? They go to a third person and they start talking about this person in their back. They don't fix the problems and they just make it grow. They just make it bigger. But look what the Bible said. Do not hate a fellow Israelite or your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in their guilt. We can see this verse for me. It explains what we read before in Matthew's. 
in Matthews, Matthews 5, 21 to 24. Because sometimes we, we want to offer things to God, but we are talking uh, in the back about our brothers and sisters. We don't solve problems. We don't uh, sit to talk. We just go with our lives, but we don't face the situations. And then we are just bringing upon our lives this curse. And we need to understand God is calling us to fix the relationship between brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, sons and daughters, mothers and sons and mothers and sisters. God wants you to heal our relationships and we need to take care of that. Amen. Just to keep uh, the understand, to keep the balance and to not become a person full of sin, a person that lives in the ratso, like, like I said, if you are not living in the balance, we need to work in our relationships. We need balance. And Paul said in Ephesians 4, 25 to 27, therefore, each one of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. So we are all members of the body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil foothold. It's For me, it's so beautiful to see that what Paul the Apostle was teaching, what Jesus was teaching, it was all in the book of Leviticus. It's what, what everything was there. They just are explaining us in a better way, but it's still the same. It's still the law of God that he always calls us to love each other, to respect each other, to, to not uh, say false uh, things about our brothers and sisters, but to love them and to respect all of them. Those who allow those attitudes in their lives are far away from God's purpose and we need to repent and we need to be clean. Amen. And I just want to finish. I would like to show you a very important point. You, we need to understand a very important point. Do you know why those who have, do you know why those who have strat have to be let have to put aside, they have to be out of the camp. Do you know what they must do to, to be clean again? If you read the chapter for uh, 13 and 14 of Leviticus, you're going to find the answers. And I just want to share with you one situation with a leper, uh, a man with leprosy in the, in the New Testament when he met Jesus. And then I'm going to explain to you how people have to purify themselves and become clean again and then be able to go to the temple and then offer the sacrifice and have the relationship with God again. Let's read together um, Matthew 8, 2 to 4. Matthew 8, verse 2 to 4. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowns followed him. 
a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, Jesus said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. There was um, a lot of things that one person, when they become unclean with tzra, with leper, they have to be set apart and they are not allowed to, to go and encounter anybody. They have to be totally far away from people. But when they, they go and check with the, the priest and they, they see that they are, they, the priest say, oh, I see that things changing in your, in your skin. Then he, the, this person have to offer a sacrifice. Then clean could not go then to the temple. But we, we see in this passage that Jesus, because he was the temple, he was the God himself, came to this, to this man. Some people call Jesus the leper Messiah. One who heals and cares to those who had leper, those who are unclean. We are supposed to hear Jesus' word. Show yourself to the priest and automatically know that we are in the, he's talking about Leviticus 14 situations. We will find that it's not the preach, the priest in the Leviticus 14 that makes the leper clean. He only declare is this person should be, but God is the only one who can take, take away the, tzra, the, the leper and make the person clean. Let's read now this passage in Leviticus 14, 1 to 7. This is so beautiful. I'm going to explain for you at the end. This is the most beautiful thing I, I ever read in the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, These are Leviticus 14, 1 to 7. These are the regulations for any disease person at the time of their ceremonial cleansing when they are brought to the priest the priest is to go outside the camp and examine them if they have been re healed of their defiling skin disease the priest shall order that two live clean birds and some cedar wood scarlet yarn and isopo be brought for, for the person to be cleansed. Then the priest shall order that one of the birds be killed over fresh, fresh water in a clay pot. He is then to take the live bird and dip in together with the cedar wood, the scarlet yarn and the soap into the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. Seven times he shall sprinkle the one to be cleansed of the defiling disease and then pronounce them clean. After that, he is to release the, the live bird into the open fields. Pay attention. A slimy odd way to 
to declare him clean. It, it involves, let's point what the, the person needs to, to be declared clean. The person needs two birds. One is going to still alive. The other is going to be killed. And the blood is going to be put in the water. This water is going to be in a jar of uh, clay. They need a small piece of wood, a cedar plank, some scarlet yarn, some isopo. It is, uh, it's uh, like a kind of uh, plant. And uh, I said the earthen jar and a running water in water. Uh, please, uh, uh, you, now you're going to see a, pi a picture showing this what I'm talking about. What? Watch the process. Uh, now I'm going to explain to you what's happened. One bird is killed over running water in, a, in, a, in this jar of clay. It bloods mix with the water. Then they prepare this water with the, the blood of the bird. The other bird that is alive is tied to the cedar plank with this colored yarn. It's like a piece of cloth, uh, but must be scarlet, must be red. Thread, and then they, they get this bird uh, and they put also the, um, the isopo. And then they, they, they merge this, this bird and the, the live one in the, the, this jar of water with blood and then they sprinkle seven times in the uh, the person that was with leper but now is clean this is a way to declare that the person is clean but what a wonderful picture of jesus can you see that for me it was a, a revelation that man was made clean, that leper that we read in Matthew. He was cleaned by the touch of Jesus, but he had to go and offer uh, an offering, had to, to make this all this process to be clean. And this process tells us about what Jesus did at the cross. Water and blood, pay attention. I think you're going to understand what I'm telling you now. Water and blood, coming from Jesus' side when he was at the cross. How he was fastened to a plank. They put Jesus in a plank from a tree that was meant to be reflect life. A, a tree reflects lives, but that day was a place to, to hide, to put Jesus' body. But now, and held him to, to die. How the scarlet thread of the blood tri trickled down his face. Jesus was covered with blood. And how the Aesop was used in applying the blood of the Passover lamb to the post door. How, this, how the Aesop held uh, up the sore wine to the master's lips. They give wine, they give vinegar to Jesus using that that plant, the Isopo. How that same master was raised three days later and flew up to Abba, the father. Because when they, they, they do that ceremony to, to clean the leper, they put 
that bird that was emerged in the water with blood after that that ceremony he was supposed to be uh, set free and flew up and uh, it, it was what happened with Jesus after three days he was resurrected reflect reflect upon those things beloved this is so powerful we see that we were like that leper man we are not accept before the presence of God because we have a lot of a lot of uh, sins in our lives sometimes we are not relating well with people around us we are not fulfilling God's plan we are just sometimes just going far away just after our dreams but we are not caring for those who are around us we are not in the balance that God's call us to live we are not living the life that God call us to live But today, I want to say to you, you have the Messiah, the Messiah, Jesus, that can clean you from all your leper, that can clean you and keep you totally clean. And then you are free to go to the presence of God again. You are free to worship the Lord again. This is so beautiful. When you see that the Bible is complete, you can find Jesus in the Old Testament. You can find Jesus in the New Testament. You can find Jesus, whatever you read in the Bible, you're going to see this image of his sacrifice, this work of the cross. And then you can understand how God loved you so much much and he desired to have this relationship because he's always teaching us my son my daughter I want to be close to you I want to leave this relationship with you but you must to have a clean life you must to have a life without sin without separation from from my presence you must love me with all your heart and you must seek me all the time and I just want to pray for you and challenge you to seek more of our beloved God in the Bible read this book with all your heart and you're gonna receive many many revelations because this is the word of God and through this book you can have understanding of how much he loved you amen let's pray to finish up this time Jesus We thank you very much that you die at the cross, Lord. You pay a high, high price, Lord, to clean our lives, Lord, to make us clean, Lord, to to make us, Lord, holy again, Lord, to, to allow us to go to your presence and to worship you, Lord, before the throne of the Lord, Lord. Thank you very much for that sacrifice, Lord. Thank you very much for the blood that was shed uh, at that day at the cross, Lord. And thank you very much because today we can live a life, Lord, worshiping you, giving all the glory, Lord, and also, Lord, loving our neighbors, loving those who are close to us, loving our family, love those who you put close to us, Father. Help us, Lord, to have a balanced life, Lord, to go after the dreams that you put in our hearts, Lord, but to never forget that where you, you brought us from, Lord, that never forget that one day you save our lives, Lord, you took us from slavery, Lord, and today if we are 
are someone, if we have something, Lord, it's because you have been blessed us, Lord. Help us to always remember, Lord, your love and care for us, Lord, and always to be close to your presence, Lord. Clean our hearts, Lord. Help us, Lord, to not, Lord, be tempted, Lord, to talk bad about our brothers and sisters, Lord, but help us to love them, Lord, to respect them, Lord, and to take care of each one of our beloved ones, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Lord, and I, I ask for you to bless each one of my brothers and sisters. Amen.